everyone, it's Sensei Victoria Whitfield, your journey partner in business, welcoming you back to episode 67 of the Journeypreneur Podcast. This is your source for channel holistic stress management techniques, guidance, inspiration, and motivation to stay on your path to rapid financial ascension and massive impact as a conscious entrepreneur. The title of this podcast episode is The Banana Hack to Increased Sales and Conversion. So I have a story that I want to share with you, um, and it jarred my memory um, recently speaking to a client of mine during her phone session. So we were speaking over the phone about how to get her um, business growing again after it's kind of come to a bit of a plateau. She had a really great amount of uh, in- increase over the last few years, but She's kind of stalled out and having trouble getting out there uh, in a bigger way. She needs to market locally. And so we were looking at what were her energy blocks around it. And we started talking about the bananas hack. So there's a story behind it. Let me tell you. Um, Years ago, I had an allergic reaction to like the meat that I was eating during the holiday season, you know, around here in my family, what we do is we eat a ton of food for the holidays. Like the the men in my family love cooking and this is how they show that, you know, they, they care is by making a ton, a ton of food and especially soul food. I had a massive allergic reaction. I was just like, oh my gosh, I, I don't, I don't know what to eat. I'm like, I'm, I'm so bloated. I'm having so much trouble. Ugh. And as I was pouring through Google and YouTube <laughs> at the time, desperately trying to figure out what I should do, I came upon the, this thing called uh, fruititarianism and this concept of um, bananas. Bananas can really help to uh, clear you out, reset your body, give you the energy that you need, but also um, they're fast digesting and all this stuff. That I was learning all these uh, benefits of eating bananas. And at the time, um, this really resonated with me. Now, I want you to, I just want you to know this is not a diet that I'm recommending. It is definitely a fad diet, a crash diet. But what I needed was just to, to detox, to get all of the, the bad stuff out of me. And at the time, what was resonating was this thing called 30 bananas a day. Now, you know, uh, with the holidays, you can get really super bloated and backed up and it was really uncomfortable and all of that. But on top of that, I was having like these negative reactions to all the different kinds of yummy foods that we were eating. And so the more I read about bananas, the better it sounded to me. I'm like, oh, you know, I would really like to not feel so bloated. Or I, when I would look at any kind of food, doesn't matter. I just, I didn't want to eat it. It, it. it was, it was really bad. So I decided at the time to go with this, like eating more bananas, but that was 30 bananas a day in particular. They call it monofruititarian diet or a monofruititarian cleanse. And it ended up being just what the doctor ordered for me. I was at the point where I'm like, I, 
like I had trouble thinking, I had trouble sleeping and only eating bananas. It was like this interesting focus and challenge that I was able to have. And I usually tend to eat a very balanced diet, you know, uh, fats, proteins from, uh, and then veggies and fruits and all that. I tend to eat a pretty balanced diet, but this was something entirely different that caused me to reset and also change the way that I looked at food from that point forward. And that actually jump-started me years ago being a vegan for a few years. I'm no longer vegan. (laughs) I am happily paleo and keto, and uh, sometimes I enjoy sneaking some delicious ice cream in there. But (laughs) But that's what it catapulted me to was, oh, you know, at first... It was just one banana and then two and then three and then getting as close to 30 as I possibly could a day. And it reset um, my my body, cleared me out. And then I it changed my mindset, the way that I looked at myself, you know, the the identity that I had for myself shifted to being vegan, which is quite a leap. You know, I come from a family that, you know, cooks and eats soul food or Italian food or, you know, um, Japanese food, all of that, like really big leap. (laughs) Um, Like we have seafood, you know, festivals, things and all, all of that. But for, for that time in my life, what I needed the most was uh, a reset. But it escalated me even farther. Okay, like I'm eating one banana, two bananas, 10, 15, and then topping. I think I topped out at around maybe 23 a day. I never really made it to 30, but my whole identity shifted. So for, it was about three and a half years after that, I became vegan. And it was amazing to see that. Now, you know, that shift came from me um, really looking for what I needed. I was in a big amount of pain, a big amount of pain. And the solution that I happened to in all of my like rabbit hole dives down into YouTube and Google, it ended up finding bananas. But you know what? It ended up being the solution that I needed at the time. And I, again, I do not recommend this because it's so not nutritionally balanced. It's kind of dangerous, I'm sure. Um, but it ended up working for me. I mean, the opposite is just as true. When we were eating and gorging ourselves over the holidays, extremely bad and toxic and not the way that you should be eating either. Um, so, you know, take it for what it's worth. <laughs> but this is my story and this is um, what I lived out. And so it that that ability to tap into what I needed at the time and what I was searching for, it almost became um, the snowball effect of, okay, so I'm not only looking for bananas, but now I'm looking for bunches of bananas and I want organic bananas and I want to make sure the bananas that I'm getting have like that they're yellow with the, um, they're yellow, but by the time that I'm eating them, I want them to have couple of brown spots because they know that this is the the easiest form to digest and then from there I want started looking more into vegan protein and pea protein and then tempeh and all like it escalated continued 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 if someone 
and they did, would have came up to me during the time and said, hey, you want some bacon? The answer would be no. <laughs> or, hey, do you want some milk? Right? You know, maybe make a banana smoothie. Mm, no. No. I want bananas. I'm looking for bananas. And there are bananas out there, and I'm going to buy them, and I'm going to consume them. So that's the backstory. <laughs> it comes from my own kind of strange misadventures with nutrition. <laughs> I got a million stories around that. But fast forward to today now, I was on the phone with my client who's trying to get her message out there. She has this wonderful business where she helps um, college students write excellent essays that get them accepted into their dream schools. And she's describing the situation that someone else in her town was doing a signature talk that basically used the same name as her business, but with just the words flipped. So she's like, oh, what do I do? There's someone already talking about this. And I, you know, I need to get out there and blah, 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 blah. And I remembered this banana hack and I said, okay, so what you're telling me is that you sell bananas and there's someone out there selling bananas too. And she said, what? And I'm like, stick with me. So you're telling me this person is going out there and going to talk about how they sell bananas. And here you are, you sell bananas too. And you're feeling like, oh no, there's not enough people on the planet who want to buy bananas. <laughs> or, I mean, there's this thing that we do called the comparison monster. We get in this competitive mindset and as, as entrepreneurs where we think that just because somebody else is doing something similar or that means we can't go out and do that thing. We have to be original all the time. Or just because um, there are people out there going and buying bananas and, oh, we have to do something different. You know, I'm going to sell purple bananas, right? Or I'm going to sell, you know, genetically modified bananas or some, something completely different. I'm going to sell banana like jewelry or something. Even though people are buying bananas because they want to eat them, oh, I got to differentiate myself. Kind yourself. This is a form of self-sabotage. This is a form of self-sabotage. And this is what came up in my client's session. And I quoted to her um, a, the theorem that comes from the book, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. And my mentor, Fabian, years ago, she gave it to me. And I have it on my wall. And I'm just going to reread it right now. I can form things in my thoughts and by impressing my thoughts upon formless substance can cause the thing I think about to be created. In order to do this, I must pass from the competitive to the creative mind. I must form a clear mental picture of the things I want. And I must hold this picture in my thoughts with the fixed purpose to get what I want and the unwavering faith that I will get what I want, closing my mind to all that may tend to shake my purpose, dim my vision, or quench my faith. I am ready to receive what I want when it comes, and I am acting now upon the people and things in my present environment. So that is a theorem that Wallace Waddles builds over the course of the book, The Science of Getting Rich. And that one section 
of I have moved from the competitive to the creative mind. I have moved from the competitive to the creative mind is what came out for her. And the creative mind doesn't just mean making something new, but it also means making the most of what you already have or making the most and making magic with the resources that have already been gathered. So here's how I shifted things for my client and how you're going to shift things with this banana hack. If people are out there, if you know that certain kinds of people are out there buying certain kinds of things, sell those certain kind of things to those people. That's the banana hack. And I have an example of this. I see all over, wherever I go, all over town, it was straight, like in recent years, you know, okay, when I would go, I, I still eat bananas. <laughs> By the way, I still eat bananas. And so I, I like them, even though I used to like eat a ton of them, but it, my relationship with them has changed. But I still um, purchase and consume bananas on a regular basis because my body likes them. And so normally I used to go to the local grocery store um, uh, or the local organic grocery store to go and get bananas or maybe even the farmer's market. Uh, they would have bananas there too. And that's where I would always expect to go and get bananas. I wouldn't really expect to see them anywhere. But here in New Jersey in recent years, I noticed that I was able to start buying bananas in the strangest places. Like I would go to the local cafe, like a coffee shop, and there's coffees and tea and like all kinds of delicious naughty things like croissants and, and, and cookies and things. And then right there at the ca cash register are fresh bananas. What? Why are there bananas here? There's not supposed to be fruit for sale in a in a coffee joint like it, it and then even Dunkin Donuts started putting like little bottles of water and also bananas next to the cash register nowhere else I mean it, it was the strangest thing and now I'm starting to see bananas for sale at gas stations why are they doing this because they know people are going to buy bananas there are lots of people who are looking for bananas. Like when I'm on a long haul drive and I start getting like cramps in my leg or my butt, I know that it's a potassium deficiency. What am I going to look for? I'm going to look for bananas. How nice that they started selling them at those like really big, you know, on the side of the freeway, the really big, nice um, like food court things um, or in the in the stopping like like the really quick market at the gas station. It's really nice when they start selling bananas, fresh bananas. It's the strangest thing. And I'm looking for bananas. I'm a certain type of person who values bananas. So wherever they are, I'm going to buy them. I mean, as long as they look good, you know. <laughs> yeah. But this is what I told my client. I'm like, you don't need to have any shame around the fact that you're selling bananas too. In fact, do it like Dunkin' Donuts. Get yourself out there. You're already out there. So let the people have the things that they're looking for. She was getting worried about like, oh, you know, I need to differentiate myself. I need to do things differently. You know, there are other people talking about 
uh, the same thing of helping, you know, college students write college essays, you know, good. Isn't that nice for them? They're doing the heavy lifting for you. I was watching um, a training by Lisa Sasevich around making offers after I spoke to her and I also sent it, sent it to this client of mine. I'm like, listen, if there are people out there talking about how important it is for college students to have rocking essays in order to get into the dream schools that they want or to get the funding that they need in order to get into the dream schools that they want, your job then is to go out there and offer to do those essays and offer to do essay writing, offer to do essay writing coaching as much as possible because people are out there looking for it, listening to it, um, they're buying it. And if you want to have a piece of that, you should go out there and throw your hat into the ring. If people are out there buying bananas, it's okay. You can go out there and sell bananas. And guess what? You're going to make money because people are buying bananas. This is the banana hack to increasing sales and conversion. Why am I saying this? Because you may be, as you're listening to this podcast episode, you may be on the verge of your next level in business, but you're just trying to reinvent the wheel. That's a form of self-sabotage is trying to reinvent the wheel all the time. Trust me, I know this. I'm a highly creative individual, right? I consider myself an artist and I teach how to be innovative. I know. <laughs> it is, it's so seductive to, ooh, the new thing, come up with a shiny object and squirreling all about, right? Chasing rabbits down rabbit holes. But if there are people out there buying bananas and you have the ability to sell bananas like maybe you have a banana tree don't shy away from that thinking that you need to oh let me plant a cherry tree even though I've got all the bananas that I could possibly sell though people there's too many people in the bananas market nope go sell those bananas <laughs> you don't have to compete just have your offer out there. It's okay. Just go out and say, hey, do you want to buy bananas? If people are buying bananas, they're going to say yes, and they're going to give you their money. And I, this reminds me just now, I was just uh, scrolling through Instagram, and I saw that there's this thing called a, a mirror, where it looks like a giant cell phone that you put on your wall, and you go and you use it to exercise in front of it. Some uh, new technology gadget that goes for around fifteen hundred or so dollars. And I was just talking to my brother, who um, is his doctor from PA, uh, doctor from MIT, and I'm like, oh my gosh, George! They literally this is what they did. They took a flat screen TV, they turned it on its side, and they started marketing it to like sporty iPhone users. And they're like, oh, it's this new special thing. And he's like, yeah, it's just an application that they coded. I don't understand what all the hubbub is about. I'm like, I know, but that's the bananas hack. They didn't reinvent the wheel. They're just like, oh, what are people buying? Let's go sell it to them, right? And then build out from there. So I don't know if this is for you, but if you're listening to this podcast episode 
And you want to know what is this banana hack and that kind of thing. The real message is stop reinventing the wheel. Sell people what they're already buying. You are already unique. There's only one you in the entire universe. Relax and just throw your hat in the ring. So I hope this serves. I hope this brought a little bit of giggles and some curiosity to your day. Um, If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for coming. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button on iTunes and leave us a five-star review because I want you to type in the the comment section on the review, what was your favorite nugget from today's episode in particular? Are you going to use this banana hack? Is this something that you needed to hear? I would love to hear from you. And thank you to everyone who has left those five-star reviews and is leaving your stories. I go through them every other day and it's so much fun to hear what's standing out to you. It really helps me serve you better. And it also increases our reach so that more conscious entrepreneurs who need this kind of inspiration and motivation can have it so that they can stay on their paths too with you, right? The journey gets better and better with time when we walk it together. Isn't that right, journeypreneurs? <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, I'm really excited for the retreat coming up this weekend. If you're in the room, awesome, I get to hug you. If you aren't yet, go ahead to victoriawhitfield.com forward slash retreats. And hopefully we'll see you at either this one or the next one. And that's it for now. I'm sending you so much love, big hugs, and please enjoy the journey. Do not lose your glow as you grow in life and business. I'll see you in the next podcast episode. Bye for now.